0: After nine podcast studios.
1: This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Cat, Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.
0: Hey now. Welcome to another episode of After Nine, everybody. Cat is off today and she'll be off tomorrow as well, so Dave Blizzard has graciously agreed to step in once again. Hello, Dave. Hi Very good. You are Am I got you on the right mic? I'm just trying to did it talk into that. No, I don't think I do. I apologize. No, no, no. It's a different setup, and Kat doesn't typically sit there. So this should work for you. Uh-huh. There you go. Ah, you go. the right. voice of an angel. Before <laughs> Fallen angel. <laughs> Before we get to talking about what happened yesterday with education, let's talk quickly about your development that you brought in this morning. Oh, yeah. I left it in my office. Oh, no. So but I don't even do you- have
1: the sound for you.
0: But this takes away the convenience of it. Guys, Dave phoned me last night, and he was on his way to pick up a prescription, and I made a casual recommendation. Make sure you get one of those sweet little pill caddies so you can keep track of yeah. all your fucking pills, and and he did, and he came in this morning, and it was like, it was glorious. He opened <laughs> it up, and he chose himself a green one, even yeah. though there's many colors to select from, and and now you've got your, your, your selection of pills all sorted into days and times that you're supposed to take them.
1: Not only is it separated into days, it's separated into a.m. and p.m., of each day that's classy so yeah it's a it's my little pill box and it's uh it's new it's a new development um uh, my doctor wants me to watch certain things with my health and uh that's going to require me to take some medication and (laughs) that's where I am with all of this it's very new because I've never had a daily medication that I had to take
0: so I've taken like vitamins and things Mm. like that occasionally I'll set aside a the, the random Tylenol in case I happen to need one. Sure, I've never had the need to carry around a big box of pills. Like, do you, w- will you remind yourself in the morning, like, first of November, got to take my Tuesdays today.
1: <laughs> that's my, that's it. I'm, from now on, I'm going to refer to my pills as the day of the week. Oh, I'm going to make sure I take my Wednesdays. I'm like, that's my tomorrow pills. That's my Wednesdays. So I want to normalize that. I want people to start referring to their pill day or their pills for the day as the day of the week.
0: I think it's brilliant, and, and we had a great conversation about it uh, on our radio shows today, and, and you should tune into one of them and and hear all about the gloriness of the gloriousness <laughs> of the pillbox. I feel
1: old because to me, I'm looking at that going. That's something that that my grandma needs,
0: mm-hmm. but uh, I guess I'm old now. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm having one of those weeks myself. I had to. I got glasses on Friday. I I finally had, I I got my glasses and it's real weird because it's fine to wear glasses, nothing wrong with it. I wore glasses up until I was about 21 years old and then I had LASIK and they said after about 20 years, it'll probably wear off a little bit and you'll need reading glasses. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't need reading glasses. I can read perfectly fine. The problem is I can't see far distances. So I'm right above the line where they have to put a condition on my license. Oh, you got the little X coming back? No, no I don't have to do it yet because I'm right oh, above the above line. Oh, you're above it. Okay, yeah, I yeah, see yeah. what you're saying. Okay. So it was a real sweet optometrist. She's like, mm, you're right above the line where you don't need the condition on your license. And I that was a gift. Thank you. But I do try and remember to wear them. The problem is I feel old because these glasses are like I've never experienced before. When I needed glasses as a kid... It was glasses for everything. These I only need for distance, so I have to take them off when I look at my phone. So now I'm forever looking at my phone thinking, oh, fuck, I got to take my glasses off so I can see who emailed (laughs) me.
1: Take off my Tuesday, my spectacles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I I hear you. I don't know what's going on in 2022, but for some reason, we all got a little older and it's bullshit, really. Probably
1: spent way too much time in front of screens for the last three years.
0: That could very well be it. I mean, there's probably something to that. Uh, Maybe. Either way. Yeah, me between taking my glasses off to check my email and you with your fucking pillbox running around. I it's not day the same show it was 20 years
1: ago. It's day one. It's day one. But I walked in and it was just like this ch- 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 like shaking sound in my bag. And you noticed it right away. You're like, that's what is that sound? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's my pillbox. <laughs> my grandmother has like a like a it's uh, how do you, It's a 49. It feels like there's 49 cases on this thing because it's a huge square. And she's got like, there's one that she puts in vitamins. There's one she puts in medication for this one for that one for another thing. And it, it's like every day there's like, it's like seven advent calendars Mm -hmm. and you
0: don't get a sweet chocolate out of it. You got to take a pill. Speaking of advent calendars, my girlfriend, little angel that she is, was shopping yesterday, and she texted me a picture of all the different advent calendars. And she said, "Hey, what do you want? Do you want lint, or do you want uh, do you want a Lego one this year, or do you want a, a Reese's?" And I'm thinking, and the answer is yes. I mean. It was, yes, up until this year. I don't know what it is, but this year I want to do something cool. So we're going to make our own advent calendars. I'm going to make one for her. She's going to make one for me with just all shit that we think each other would like over those 30 days leading up to Christmas.
1: That's incredible because you're not the arts
0: and crafts kind of guy. No, I'm going to buy it on Amazon. Are you? It'll be great. You
1: get like the window when you stick in the little airplane bottles of alcohol?
0: Right, but I could put anything in there. I could put your pills in there.
1: (laughs) That would be nice. An advent calendar for your medication. How's your blood sugar? Happy. holidays holidays.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get to it. There's a lot going on here. Yesterday was a mile a minute news development and and I was getting it from all angles because I was getting it on social from the, the people that I follow. Uh, Colin DeMello, Global News, is a great contact to follow because he's right in on this. He's the Queen's Park correspondent and, and I was getting developments from him and then I have friends in education that were texting me. I have uh, some colleagues that work in government that were also texting me and everything seemed to explode at once. So let me see if I can summarize this for you. Way back in the summer, the education union QP here, they decided they were going to threaten a strike because they wanted 11.7 percent in pay increases, and the government said, "No, nah, we'll give you two percent. If you make less than forty-four thousand, it'll be one and a half percent. If you make more than forty-four thousand, that's me for you in the forty-six to fifty
1: range." You are swimming in money. Oh, dear. You've got a backyard full of coins like Scrooge McDuck,
0: (laughs) and you won't get a cent more. Well, then they went through all this negotiation, which nearest I can tell wasn't really negotiating. They just sort of sat across the table looking at each other. And
1: said no. They just kept saying no. Nope. Can I? Nope. Nope. I was wondering if I... Nope. Nope. Can we
0: suggest... Nope. How about we break for lunch? No. That we can do. (laughs) We can break for lunch. No, we're ordering in. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not leaving the table. (laughs) I mean, they just seem to not like each other. And then... Everything escalated crazy when the union said, we're going to strike. We're going to strike because we'll be in a legal strike position as of Thursday. So Friday, we're withdrawing our services. And the government went to them and said, we're not letting the school year get disrupted. So take that off the table or you're not going to like what happens next. They refused to take it off the table. So the government said, fine, we're going to legislatively impose a contract on you. And the union said, well, we don't like this, Mr. Leche, so we're going to strike anyway. Or we're going to challenge it in court. So then they said, fine, we'll use the notwithstanding clause no. to eliminate any future charter challenges on this. So then the union said... Fuck it. We're walking on Friday anyway. We're just going to go out and strike. By the way, before the union said that, it should be pointed out that that's not the intention
1: of the notwithstanding clause. It's not well, the Well, you don't agree, so we're just going to go ahead and push it through.
0: This is the thing and and you know what, if nothing else I got to remain consistent and this is the way I see it. I disagreed When we were suspending people's civil liberties during COVID, I I seriously disagreed with it when we were suspending people's civil liberties during the Freedom Convoy investigation. I didn't think that needed to be done, and lo and behold, we've got a whole inquiry right now looking into whether or not that was right, that that happened. I didn't agree when Doug Ford used the notwithstanding clause to get around the election advertising. I didn't like it when he threatened to use it to shrink the size of Toronto City Council, and I sure as shit don't like it right now. Yeah. That's not what it was intended for. In the tr- in, in the case of a constitutional crisis, maybe, hypothetically, we could use the notwithstanding clause, but it was never intended to settle a labor dispute. No. So, uh, Doug, if you're listening right now... Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> this isn't okay. I mean... Do what you want to do, but it seems like there's a lot of overreach happening here from trying to assert parliamentary privilege to get out of testifying at an inquiry that you rightfully should be at. You are the premier of the province. And I get the argument that, well, it was the federal government that imposed the federal civil or the federal Emergencies Act, and and we had nothing to do with it. So talk to them. Ottawa is not
1: a sovereign state, though.
0: No, it's not. It's part of Ontario. It is. (laughs) Come on. Doug also imposed his own emergency to clear the bridge in Windsor? Why did it need to get imposed in Ottawa? Something happened between truckers showing up and shit, we got to impose the Emergencies Act. There was more to the story, Doug, and we need you to fill in the blanks there. Do you think there's a lot of questions about what conversations were happening?
1: Absolutely and, there is. And with whom? Yes. And I think part of well, this is speculatory, but part of this is that uh, he doesn't want to divulge who he was talking to. He doesn't. I
0: don't think he's uh, he's going to look too good. No, and he'll get asked all of that. Nothing's yep. offside in this, and there's no lawyer representing you that's going to stand up and object. You're just supposed to answer the question or don't. Doug, first question. Bacon and egg
1: or sausage and egg? When you're at Tim's, which one are you going for? Oh,
0: that's a good, I actually don't know the answer to that, and I'm kind of curious to know what Doug goes for anyway. I mean, everybody likes to know what the dinosaurs ate when they were around, yeah. so we might as well see what the premier eats when he's here. Is, a,
1: is one hash brown enough of a side, or are you getting two? Oh,
0: this is a okay. We're going to get off topic on that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, these are important questions. That's why we have this uh, this whole thing happening today. So it's strange because I'm sitting here watching this thinking, I'd certainly understand the need for compromise here. And I never, ever, ever want to see a labor dispute settled with legislation. People have a right to bargain collectively, whether we like it or not, they have a right to do that and, and to invoke the notwithstanding clause to get around any challenges to it. It's cheap. It is cheap. I mean, I just think that we have a judiciary for a reason. There's judges there waiting for cases like this to land on their lap and they'll hear both sides and they'll make a decision. That's why the judges are there. They can make rules that become law. And if the judge hears the arguments and still says, yeah, I understand the place the province is in. We can't just give away endless amounts of money here. There's an accountability factor that needs to be taken into consideration. And and there's a, a defined salary grid for this position, and they're well within it. Uh, the union wanted 11.7% every year. The province offered 10% over four years, i.e. two and a half, two and, mm-hmm. and a half, two and a half, and two and a half. You know, maybe a judge would hear that and side with the union. Maybe they would side with the province. We don't know. But we have to let it go through the process. You can't threaten and then invoke the notwithstanding clause before it's even been triggered.
1: Yeah, you can't say, I don't like the process, therefore we shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, if there's a chance, you might lose.
0: I'm I not a fan of what's going on here. And, and I'm also not a fan of what's going on on Friday. Hey, listen, like it or not, right or wrong, and I'm sure this is going to go to the Supreme Court at some point, eventually... You've been ordered to go to work, and I think you should go to work, because first and foremost, the one thing I thought we all agreed on here is we don't want any disruption to the classroom. We want students to continue on because they've been through two years of shit, and they deserve to be in class. They want to be in class, and this strike on Friday, if they actually are going to strike, I don't see it any other way as as it's an illegal strike. It's a wildcat, and it is going to have kids out of school because so many boards have said... Well, without those workers, it's really not a great place to be, so we're either going to go online or we're going to close. One day isn't even the end of the world. But if this goes more than a day, and the union won't say if it's going to go more than a day, then this becomes a big problem for the students and for the teachers. They don't want to do distance learning any more than the kids do. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it wasn't particularly effective for those who don't remember the lockdowns. So... The suggestion is if the union wants to protest, and certainly they have a right to do that, they should probably do it on their own time and not get all these parents inconvenienced and kids kicked out of school. Because but is that, isn't that how you have to rattle a cage? The cage can rattle all it wants. Nothing is going to change here. The only way change is going to happen is through the courts. Or unless they can come back to the table and say, listen, this is what I would like to see happen. We were way, way, way misjudging the situation when we said 11.7. That was an ideal, and we kind of got our members' hopes up about it, and, and that's partly our fault. But you guys should come up a little more because of the cost of inflation right now. There's a lot of people in many industries that would like a raise to offset the cost of inflation. However, it's not happening for them. And we also have every reason to think this inflation won't be around by the time this contract is even up. So to give them an 11% now for today's compensation, we're not talking apples to apples four years from now. So, I mean, if they could work out an agreement here and say, this is the deal. We're going to come to an actual compromise. And no It's not going to be two and a half percent, but no, it's not even going to be close to 11.7%. We're going to negotiate a fair wage. And when we do it, we're going to put checks and balances in so that if inflation goes out of control, we can compensate for that. If inflation goes down, well, let's have a conversation about that too. There's a lot of different ways that this could go, but I really think they need to get back to the table and solve it. They just got to take the strike option off the table because the government is right. The students don't deserve more time at a class. Keep in mind, before all the COVID lockdowns, there were rotating strikes all the time. They were happening right up until we shut down for COVID. So to play devil's advocate, what position do they have then? Knowing that it's an inconvenience and knowing
1: that they don't want to strike any more than anyone else does, what other option do they have that
0: really does give them any solid footing? I don't think that we need to threaten each other over this. I mean, I'm still trying to be as balanced as I can on this and call it the way I see it, but I distinctly remember... Way back in August, Stephen Lecce refused to say whether or not he would legislate them back to work. As recently as a few weeks ago, Doug said, don't force my hand. Don't make me do it. And he wouldn't say what it is he thought he was going to be forced into doing, but everyone understood. Legislate them back. Now he is legislating them back because the union doesn't appear to have backed off a little bit. Now, the government did come up in their offer. Their final offer is what they're going to be legislated, and they're going to get a 2.5% pay increase every year for the next four years. Okay, in four years, that'll bring them closer to a better wage, but certainly not what they wanted. I just think that if we take the strike off the table and we just talk this out, we could probably come to some sort of an understanding. Maybe there's some mitigating factors here that aren't even being considered. I would like to think that, but the mistrust that's
1: out there is that the government won't do that in good faith. They won't actually come back and say,
0: yeah, we can talk about it later. They're going to get their way and then push their way through later. Okay, and I get that, but I mean, there's a lot of regular people out there that are not unionized individuals. They have Mm -hmm. no connection to the government. They just pay their taxes begrudgingly every time they go shopping or a paycheck comes in, and they'd like some results here. So we see standardized test results way down. We see... Lots of complaining in the education system, and there's many unions involved in it, but there does seem to be a lot of complaining. And let's be honest, if you think about all the different times that kids have been displaced because of job actions over the last 10 years, it's pretty epic. So there's a lot of regular people that think, no, you, you don't get an 11% every year pay increase arbitrarily without even any accountability and that it's linked to your job performance. There's nothing. It's just an arbitrary everybody. The good ones, And the bad ones get it. So, I mean, regular people, they probably think that the government's offer of 10% over four years is pretty close to what they were asking for. And it does make the teachers, sorry, not teachers. These are not teachers. These are education workers that happen to belong to the CUPE union. Those people, they feel, are being unreasonable in demanding 11.7% every year for four years. It's a lot of numbers, and it'll probably make your head spin if you think about it for long enough, but there's so much daylight between two and a half and 11.7 that I have to think that there was room for a compromise here if everybody could have been reasonable. Hey, if 11.7 wasn't going to happen, maybe the realistic number was we ask for 11.7 in hopes that we get seven okay, well, the government's at two and a half. Maybe we can meet at the middle at five if you guys agree to, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll pick up the slack here and we will take over when teachers don't want to do those extracurriculars that we know are very important to students. Maybe we can step in and supervise those. There's all kinds of different things that could be done to sweeten the offer for both that hold value for both sides. And it just seems like not all options were exhausted. It was really just a a race to either strike or a race to legislate. And cooler heads did not prevail here. And now we're in a mini constitutional crisis over this. And the X factor here is, what are the teacher unions going to do? Unions tend to operate in lockstep. If one union does it, another one will do it. The word we use is solidarity. So if the education workers are going to strike and they didn't get a good deal, the teachers are looking at this thinking, uh uh-oh, they're not afraid to legislate us back. So we better set it up. For ourselves. Yeah, in a way, it's almost like they were sending a message to the teachers, don't fuck around because look what we just did to these people. And I think that that should be motivation to the teachers to sit down and do a deal as opposed to we want this or we're going to strike. Because it doesn't seem like they've budged from the 11.7%. Again, the province did come up from their original offer. It went from two to two and a half and from one and a half to two. Okay, did the union come down any? Because I haven't heard that. Last I heard is they were still fixated on 11.7% every year for four years. So this was avoidable. We didn't need to be in this situation. We don't need to use the notwithstanding clause to figure out a pretty basic labor dispute. I just want it done. Make people compromise. Doesn't make everybody happy, but it certainly is called compromise for a reason because usually we've compromise. reached a, a compromise between the two positions. Yeah. Usually compromise means nobody's happy. <laughs> at well, the end of it. I get that. But I mean, in this situation, nobody was going to be anyway. Yeah. And, and the government, they've got uh, what, what is there? 14 and a half million people here in Ontario. There's 55,000 people in the union. Take away the other unionized people. I'm going to say there's millions of people in Ontario, non-unionized that don't really have a dog in this fight. They just want to make sure their kid can go to school. Yeah. And, and they're probably not going to be too happy on Friday. I think it is a bit of a miscalculation to walk. And then on top of that, what is it? $4,000 a day. They'll be fined if they walk off the job per person, right? Per person. Yeah. The union gets another fine on top of that. And it's like a half a million dollars. Is the something union like that. paying those fines for those people? No, they don't have the money to pay all those fines. Ah. I don't even know if they have the money to pay the half a million dollar fine. To be honest with you, I'm still stuck on why you guys are still paying union dues to a union that ended up getting you in this spot. Like, it seems like this was a negotiable thing that if people would have just compromised a little bit, we didn't need to be here and get everybody all pissed off and riled up. Isn't that just just the norm now? Yeah, it does seem that way. I mean, we negotiate the way we communicate in every other sense. I mean, it's really just yelling. (laughs) It's my way and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And and back to Doug and the the Emergencies Act Commission. Uh, Doug, you should testify. I, I don't know why you're holding out here. I mean... Do you need, like, blanket immunity that whatever you say you won't incriminate yourself, that you won't be investigated? It just seems shady that he doesn't want to talk. It doesn't look good at all. If you didn't do anything wrong, if this truly was the federal government's decision to do, if you were helpless and you just sort of said, you know what, we've got police leaders and they're going to handle it, and we left it to them, just say that. It's a position. It may not be the one that they agree with, but at least it's a position.
1: Part of the questioning, I think that'll come up if this goes this way, is why
0: were you so quiet during all of this? Right. Because he didn't say anything. No, he didn't. I understand he was in an awkward spot too. I mean, clearing the bridge was probably a little more justifiable because there was a big backlog of goods that were sitting on one side of the border that we needed on this side and vice versa. That one, okay. There was a lot of commerce and a lot of jobs at stake. In Ottawa, it was more the inconvenience and, and noise factor that people wanted cleaned up. And Doug did not go in there guns a blazing. I mean, he had the Emergency Act for Ontario just to clear the bridge in Windsor. Everything else, uh, that was federal. He brought a why towel. was it federal? He brought a towel to get into the hot tub in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was about it.
1: <laughs> but that's, I think, what was sort of frustrating people is that you don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, then, did you think about that when you were doing the wrong thing? you know, mm. or the questionable thing. If, you're, if you think that you're going to have to explain this to someone later and it's not going to look good, there's a good chance you shouldn't do it in the first place. Well,
0: and the other th- part of this too is Doug just last week came out Instead, I stood shoulder to shoulder with the prime minister when he did that. Which shoulder? I didn't see him there. He wasn't even there. I mean, I don't in, – in spirit, sure, they were perfectly aligned – But I didn't hear much of that at the time. And this is part of the reason that I think Doug needs to answer some questions. Put it this way. If Doug doesn't, Sylvia Jones has to. We either need the Premier or at least the Solicitor General at the time, who certainly would have been consulted on the legalities of doing this. It feels like there's so many
1: head scratchers that I'm trying to remember the timeline of this. Wasn't he at the cottage? He was snowmobiling
0: in in, uh, Muskoka. And
1: people were trying to figure out where the hell he was why he was not there why was he not involved and there's gonna those questions are gonna come up they're absolutely gonna be something people want answers to where the hell were you
0: this was not again in a sovereign place that's not under your control right Uh, Listen, there's a lot of questions to be answered and for the government to just fluff it off as wasn't our decision. We didn't do it. It was Ah, Trudeau. It's political crap. It's that's what this is. And it makes me so
1: angry because, again, you get these people that that have these, you know, wild ideologies that are very leftist or very rightist, whatever you want to call it. um, And the political parties play to that. And it's not about what's really best. It's about protecting your votes and who's going to vote for you. You don't want to alienate the people that will support you because those people who were protesting, they're not going to be liberal supporters. This is not going to happen. So you got to be careful because you don't want to upset them. And it's just like we just count every vote as, as it's fine. And depending on whatever people say, we're just going to base our our actions on who we get the support from, which is not new in politics. I'm not saying anything new or out of. Out of school or anything like that, but it's it's just feeling feeling pretty gross because of how divisive
0: it is right now. I totally agree with you. Uh, nobody won that Powerball in the states, oh so the God. jackpot on Wednesday is one point two billion dollars. I can't, I can't get even get the hell out of here. I, I can't even think
1: of that. How much money that is? I was in Buffalo uh, at the end of the summer, and there was a a billboard that had the running count for the the Powerball lottery, and there were so many numbers on it that I couldn't even count it as I was driving by it. Like I was on the highway, and I'm like,
0: I don't know how much money that is. I can't count. There's a, too many commas. A billion is crazy. Yeah. One point two, one billion two hundred million, dollars is what you could win in the Powerball tomorrow night. All that money, too, when you think about the winners
1: that that get those gigantic jackpots, we really don't hear from them. Nope. Where
0: are they? Yeah. Because they're <laughs> They have better things to do than talk to us about what it's like to win $1.2 billion. Like, they're, they're just living the high life now.
1: When you win that money, do you get brought into like a separate room? And they're like, okay, now we're going to really tell you what life is about.
0: Yep. And then they all find these
1: you know, private islands somewhere that nobody could find on a radar. And then they just live there for the rest of their
0: lives. Basically, we're going to go and live in the rich society that we've created. And now that you've got this level of cash, you can be in on it. Yeah. And I'm going to show you where Jeffrey Epstein used to sleep and where the, the airport, where the, the Johns used to fly. Fly into and all sorts That's of cheap. crazy. Um, just want to talk quickly about money. And then I'm going to present you with an interesting choice because mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I'm going to spin this. I have an IPTV box, which gives me just about every channel under the sun. I pay 15 bucks a month cash for it. And it was a hundred bucks for the box. So I got a guy who hooks it up and it's very good. I mean, if there's something on that I can't find, I can just DM them of course on WhatsApp because it's encrypted <laughs> and, and say to him, Hey, I'm trying to find a, this college lacrosse game in Missouri, can you help me out? And if there's a stream, he'll find it and he'll put it on TV. It's great service. But since I got that, and that's on my big screen, on my regular TVs, I've just got fire sticks and I'm watching Bell Cable. But just basic cable. I can watch like the news or some Big Bang Theory refun- r- reruns or whatever. I don't have a lot of need for the actual streaming services, so I don't know what I want to do with Netflix at this point. But Netflix's new pricing plans are available starting today. There's four options. There's basic with ads, basic, standard, and premium. And there's such a wide difference between premium and basic with ads. I don't even know if it's worth either of them anymore. So basically, if you want to have what you have now for the premium service, it's going to be $20.99 a month. That lets you watch on four devices at a time, unlimited movies, TV shows, and mobile games. You can watch in ultra HD, ad-free TV shows and movies, and you can download on four different devices. Basically, it's like four subscriptions in one, and if you want to download the entire first season of Squid Game and take it with you on a trip, you go right ahead and you can do it. But that's $20.99 a month. If you want to go down to the basic with ads, cut that cost by 75%. It's only $5.99 a month, but you can only watch it on one device at a time. Ah. Some movies and TV shows are unavailable. You can watch in regular HD, but not ultra HD. It is not ad-free. You will see four to five minutes of commercials every hour, and you can't even download to any devices, let alone four that you get with the premium device package. So it would be like having a basic cable and you just watch whatever channel's on. Basically. You don't get to really pick. Well, because there's commercials and it's very limited in what you can watch and not watch, it's kind of like watching cable. Yeah. My question is... Did we really give cable a fair chance? Because it seems like we could go back to cable, but in a digital format. That's what this model is. It's cable. But, I mean, you don't get everything. This is the problem with so many different subscriptions. You've got this great show over here on Crave, and you got to get Crave to watch that mm-hmm. show. But then Apple TV has got this other show that I like, and Netflix has got all the stuff in between. I want to watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. There you go. got to pay for that now. Amazon Prime. And then you've got uh, the the juggernaut that's Disney. Their yeah. streaming service is nuts too and it's got millions and millions of subscribers. So when I'm torn here between I don't want to pay twenty ninety nine a month, but I want the twenty ninety nine a month features. I can go down to pay five ninety nine a month, but it doesn't come with the twenty ninety nine. I think I might just cancel Netflix. Like I because it's think that, too confusing? It's not even that. It's just I don't feel like it's worth it to go up to ah. the twenty ninety nine. And I also don't feel like it's I'm getting good value for the five ninety nine with the little bit that they're offering. But it will be worth it if
1: they start tiering the shows so if you're gonna get like the new season of squid game it's on the upper tier like i think that sounds like where they're eventually going there's gonna be elite shows that you get with the preferred package and the other ones
0: it's like yeah you can watch how i met your mother again (laughs) if you want but why can't we just have netflix and disney and crave and hulu and all this other shit why can't they all just get together in a boardroom and say okay listen we all have original content. Everybody loves the original content. Here's what we'll do. We're all going to offer a basic with ads and people can watch this shit for $5.99 a month. We're all going to offer a premium service for, I don't know, let's say $15.99 a month is a little more reasonable than $20.99. However, let's bring back the cable model. If you go up to a 20.99 dollars month package. You can select the best original programming from the different services, i.e. Yeah. on my Netflix account, I could watch Ted Lasso or on my Apple Amazon account, yeah. I could watch a Disney movie. And and there's just yeah. certain things that almost does go back to the cable model. But at 2099 a month, it's still half the price of what cable currently is. I'll tell you
1: why, because none of these people are in business together. They're all they're all thinking every penny that they can get.
0: They'll do it themselves. They don't need the other guys to help. We're up shit's creek with this economy and they want to raise prices. <laughs> yes. And frankly, I don't understand why. Somebody's got to rein this in and get everybody on the same page and say, hey, listen, Disney, you're great and Peacock, you're good and Netflix and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, people are not going to pay for five different streaming services. So if we all put up. I do. Up, I'm, a, I'm a fool. I'm doing it. Really? I've got. Why don't you cancel some of that?
1: Because, I again, I stupidly watch, like, something on one, something on another. Like, I've got Netflix, Prime, Disney, Apple, and... Oh, my God. Yeah. But there's shows on each one that I love. And then there's all the times that you think, you know what? I'm going to keep this because I'll probably get around to watching... Uh, Jack Ryan, or you know something else. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching one of these shows one day, and I haven't gotten there yet because there's just so much content that keeps coming out. I can't keep up, so I really, honestly,
0: should cancel something. Well, but I me, just don't know what. Let me end on this story, and maybe this will change your mind. Equifax Canada's latest consumer survey finds the average credit card balance hit a record high at the end of September here in Canada. The average credit card owes $2,121 right now. The average non-mortgage debt of people, and, and keep in mind, non-mortgage debt would be your lines of credit, your car loans. That'll be your, uh, that doesn't include the money you owe to like a bookie because you placed in a legal <laughs> bet or anything, but it does include your credit cards. It's debt other than your home. Yeah. $21,188 Ooh. is the average Canadian non-mortgage debt. More than half of Canadians surveyed said they're worried about paying regular bills like rent, utilities, or insurance, and they're looking for deals at the grocery store and cutting back on grocery shopping. Just yesterday, there was a survey about the amount of Canadians that are either skipping meals or shrinking their food intake because they can't afford to eat right now. That's disgusting. This is Canada in 2022. Last week, record numbers of people going to food banks right now. And when you look at what can get cut, because they're not going to stop on the interest rates. Tiff Macklem is a maniac who will not stop. And he's wrong about all of this. And he refuses to come on this show because he's a coward. Mm. But he, he's wrong about how he's battling inflation. It's not going to help. And people are up shits Creek because we know the rates are going to keep going up. And those rates apply to your credit cards and lines of credit, too. By the way, I want to keep watching Shit's Creek. That's why I keep the service. Thank you. This a <laughs> crave, right? <That's> right. <laughs> uh, Netflix. Is it Netflix? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, my point being here, if the government and the Bank of Canada and our institutions are completely fine with watching Canadians literally starve themselves because they can't afford to eat, is there any responsibility on our part to cut our expenses voluntarily? Should we be expected right now to say, even though it's 2022 and you're making $80,000 a year, you still can't afford premium Netflix. You can't, so you should cut it. Is it reasonable to expect Canadians to sacrifice the basic entertainment options they have? Should you have to choose between binging and eating? No, oh gosh, no. You shouldn't
1: have to choose. But truthfully, we've redefined the value of these things. So do I need to stream? No. Do I
0: need to eat? Yes. Yes, you do. I get that. <laughs> it's just when you're asking us, when you have to make these decisions and make these trade-offs, well, you know, I uh, I really like to eat this month, so something's got to go. I could cancel my cell phone bill. I could cancel my Prime subscription. I could cancel my Netflix account. I mean, these are decisions that we shouldn't have to make. If you make that kind of money, you shouldn't be in a situation where you can't afford a basic cable package.
1: Yeah. And, and That's it's-
0: unex- or how expensive life in Canada has gotten.
1: And isn't it amazing to consider that there's still places in this country where there isn't clean drinking
0: water? Yeah, preach. You know, like, I mean, ugh, here we are talking and about And nobody it. cares. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it. Nobody in government's like, there's a part of this country where people don't have clean drinking water and we haven't done a damn thing about it. Nobody cares. We just keep shipping cases of Aberfoyle Springs up there. Yeah, here you go. Just have this. Yeah, grab a, a case of bottled water and bathe yourself. Uh, f- for about $40 a case. Ugh. sad
1: yeah it's awful and here we are talking about you know should i keep prime or should i keep this and that and and it's just you know we we are in a position we're fortunate to be in the position that we are for our own individual purchases uh and that's a beautiful thing but collectively
0: yeah there's some priorities we really need to sort of reevaluate christmas is going to look really strange this year for a lot of people something they're not used to Okay guys, we got to go. Have a great Tuesday. Don't forget to take your Tuesdays. I'm going to take my Tuesdays.
1: Yeah, I'm about an hour away
0: from my Tuesdays. And I will see you tomorrow morning on 915 The Beat where you are filling in for Cat and I will watch you take your Wednesdays. That's your, your right. Wednesday AMs. My Wednesday AMs. Have a great day guys. See ya. Spirit Airlines just revealed upgraded larger seats that they're adding to their new planes. Ooh. They're all on the wing, but still, it's just think, <laughs> something. After completing the purchase of Twitter on Thursday, Elon Musk sent a tweet directed at the social media company's advertisers and said the platform, quote, obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape. No, but it could stay that. <laughs> Some business news in Elon Musk's first round of layoffs. At Twitter, he reportedly plans to fire 25% of the company's workforce. Meanwhile, Facebook said, we're hiring. Everyone was like, no thanks. (laughs) Well, get this, I heard that nearly 150,000 pounds of chicken patties sold at Costco have been recalled because there might be plastic in it.
1: 150,000 pounds of chicken. Thankfully, at Costco, that's just one package. (laughs)